Then the Imam al Barbahari he mentions a further point. He said, وَلَا يَحِلُّ قِتَالُ السُّلْطَانِ وَلَا الْخُرُوجُ عَلَيْهِ وَإِنْجَارِ وَذَلِكَ لِقَوْلِ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ لِأَبِي ذَرِّنِ الْغِفَارِ اِسْبِرْ وَإِنْ كَانَ عَبْدًا حَبَشِيًّا وَلِقَوْلِهِ لِلْأَنصَارِ اِسْبِرُوا حَتَّى تَلْقَوْنِ عَلَى الْحَوْضِ وَلَيْسَ مِنَ السُّنَّةِ قِتَالُ السُّلْطَانِ <coughs> he said, and it is not permissible to fight the ruler, nor to rebel against him, even if he oppresses. And that is because of the saying of Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to Abu Dhar al-Ghifari, have patience, even if he is an Abyssinian slave. And his saying to the Ansar, have patience until you meet me at the reservoir, the Hawd. It is not from the Sunnah, the Imam continued, it is not from the Sunnah to fight against the ruler. For it brings about corruption of the worldly life and of the religion. Sheikh Razan, he said in explanation, it is not permissible for anyone to fight against the Sultan, to fight against the ruler. By rebelling against him using weapons. Because this results in, ma- in major evils. He's saying, وَلَا يَحِلُّ قِتَالُ السُّلْطَانِ وَلَا الْخُرُوجُ عَلَيْهِ وَإِنْجَارِ And it is not permissible to fight against the ruler nor to rebel against him even if he is oppressive. Shaykh Razan said cleaning it is forbidden it is haram forbidden to fight against the ruler meaning to fight against the ruler as is, as is done by the Khawarij even if he commits oppression. Meaning, even if some tyranny or oppression occurs from him, then the person should have sabr, he should have patience upon that. Because having patience upon that, even though it has harm within it, even though he's going to suffer some oppression, and he suffers some harm in, in, in having patience, she said, but having patience upon that, even though it has harm within it, then this is lighter than the harm which results from rebelling against him. It's less serious, lighter, less of a problem than the harm that results from rebelling against him. So the harm which comes about along with having patience upon obedience to the oppressive ruler this is lighter, less serious than the harm which comes about through rebelling against him. And there is no doubt that from the principles that are confirmed in Islam is irtikabu From these principles confirmed in Islam is 
taking on board the lesser of two harms to repel the greater one. Taking on the lesser of two, you have to go take one of two harms, one of two harms is going to happen, you have to do one or the other, taking on the lesser one to repel the greater one. Shaykh Fawzan said, and the Prophet وسلم, said to the Ansar, إِنَّكُمْ سَتَرَوْنَ بَعْدِي أَثَرَةً فَاسْبِرُوا حَتَّى Quoting the full wording of the hadith quoted by the author here. The Prophet وسلم, said, quoting the fuller wording, that you will indeed see undue preference after me. So have patience until you meet me at the Hawd, at the great reservoir. In a footnote they mention, this indeed, it's the same narration as before, reported by the, the same narration brought by the author in the main text, reported by Al-Bukhari in his Sahih, it should be as Hadith number 3792, and reported by Muslim in his Sahih, and it should be Hadith 1845, not 54, it should be 45. From a hadith of Usaid, of Usaid ibn al-Hudayr radiallahu anhu. <coughs> he said, you will indeed see after me athara, undue preference. So have patience until you meet me at the Hawl, at the great reservoir. Sheikh Fawzan said, he enjoined them with sabr, with having patience. Even though they were going to experience athara, undue preference against them. And it is, and Shemuel Fazan explains this word, he said, and it is, preferring other people with wealth and excluding them. So he enjoined them with having patience. Because of what lies in this, from repelling the greater of two evils. And he said, he's saying, وَذَلِكَ لِقَوْلِ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَمْ لِأَبِي ذَرِّنِ الْغِفَارِ إِسْبِرْ وَإِنْ كَانَ عَبْدًا حَبَشِيًّا And that is, because the saying of, that is because of the saying of Allah's Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم to Abu Dhar al-Ghifari Have patience even if he be an Abyssinian slave Sheikh Bozan said Meaning, do not hold the ruler in contempt. Do not belittle, do not hold the ruler in contempt. Even if his appearance is not pleasing. As rather said, even if his appearance is not beautiful. Even if he is black in colour. Even if he does not have Arabian lineage. Because what is counted is his position. Which is the Khilafah, the Khalifah for Al-Imara, the major leadership. And what is counted is not his own person. So he is to be obeyed as long as he is Muslim. As long as he is a Muslim. And his appearance, his bodily appearance is not to be looked to. His bodily appearance which perhaps does not please the one who, who looks because of his demama, because of his deformity or ugliness or because of his shabby appearance or because of a defect 
in his body. Mujadda al-Atraf. Shaykh Fawzan quotes the hadith that came last week. One of the wordings of the same, the hadith of Abu Dhar, that even if he is a slave with severed limbs, whose limbs are cut off, this being part of the same hadith, and narration of the hadith put in the, in the, by the author in the main text, hadith of Abu Dhar, reported by al-Bukhari, as hadith 3792, and Muslim as hadith 1845. And this being one particular wording of that, that preceded shortly, what just one of the wordings of that hadith. The had for the wording reported by Muslim. And this hadith 1837. Or rather, hadith from Abu Dhar as hadith 648. Reported by Muslim as hadith 648. Then Shaykh Razan said, Mujadda al Atraf. Even if his, he has his limbs cut off, he said, all of this does not justify rebelling against him. Defect, bodily defects, he doesn't look pleasing, but shabby appearance, so on and so forth. Shaykh said, all of this does not justify rebelling against him. Even if he is a sick person, or he has weak health, as long as the pledge of obedience was established for him then he should have patience with him and he is to be heard and obeyed even if he has these characteristics he's saying وَلَيْسَ مِنَ السُنَّةِ قِتَالُ sultan and it, fighting against the sultan, the ruler is not from the sunnah Shaykh Fawzan said it is not from the Sunnah, established from the Prophet to fight against the ruler. Not in a single hadith, neither a weak one, nor a Hassan one, nor an authentic one. Not in the Sunnah at all. There is not in the Sunnah any hadith which proves fighting against the Muslim ruler. Even if he is sinful, even if he is an oppressor, even if he is a, even if he's a tyrant, and even if he shows undue preference with wealth, then it is still not permissible to rebel against him. Rather, the ahadith, all of them, prove having patience with that, and the forbiddance of rebelling against him. Then Shaykh Fawzan makes an important point and says and this does not mean that the ruler should not be advised shouldn't receive nasihah, sincere advice rather he should be advised in secret privately between the person between him and the one who is advising so it is obligatory upon the person who has some sincere advice to take it to the ruler just as he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, Ad-deenu al-nasiha Qulna liman Qal lillahi Wa li kitabihi Wa li rasulihi Wa li a'immati al-muslimin Wa a'immatihim The Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said 
The religion is sincerity. So we said, to whom? So he said, to Allah and to his book and to his messenger and to the rulers of the Muslims and to their common folk. Hadith, as I mentioned before, another famous hadith reported by Muslim in the Sahih as hadith number 55 from a hadith of Tamim al-Dari radiallahu anhu. So the Shaykh, Shaykh Fawzan said, so that does not mean that he has not to be advised. In fact, we don't rebel against him, we have patience with him. The Shaykh said, that does not mean that he is not to be advised and that he is to be abandoned, left alone. Rather, things must be made clear to him. And he should be advised. And this is his right upon the scholars and upon his subjects and upon those whom he consults and upon the people of sound opinion that they give him sincere advice. Just a small point here with regard to uh, a, a note from Sheikh Suhaimi in his explanation, Sheikh Salih Suhaimi, Hafizahullah, and he said with regard to the word Sultan, because the word Sultan occurs here, literally the word obviously Sultan, the Sultan, the one, the one in authority. <coughs> then Sheikh Suhaimi, he made a point here, he said he's saying Sultan, he used this word here to make it general. And the one who has Sultan, the one who has authority, make it a general word. He said, to make it general, he used the word Sultan to make it general. Whether the person is a Khalifa, Khalif, or a Malik, a King, or a Sultan, or a Ra'is, the head or president or something. Whatever he is, as long as he establishes the legislation of Allah, the Perfect and Most High, whatever his title is, whether he is called a King, or Sultan, Sultan, or an Amir, Chief, Head, or an Imam, whatever, then the witness here is that it is forbidden to rebel against him. Back to the explanation of Sheikh Fawzan, he said, bringing on the next point, or the next section of this, this point here, وَلَيْسَ مِنَ السُنَّةِ بِتَالُ السُلْطَانِ The repetition of the same, he said, and it is not from the Sunnah to fight against the Sultan, the ruler. Shaykh Fawzan said, meaning, there is no proof for it. Nothing sahih, nothing authentic, and nothing da'if, nothing weak, to show that it is legislated to fight against the Muslim ruler. Rather, there is in it, in the Sunnah, and in the Qur'an, also, the command to obey him. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَطِيءُ اللَّهُ وَأَطِيءُ الرَّسُولُ وَأُولِي الْأَمْرِ مِنْكُمْ Surah Al-Nisa, the fourth surah, ayah 59. With the explanation, O you who believe, obey Allah and obey the Messenger, and those in authority from amongst you. Shaykh Razan says, so look at his saying, مِنْكُمْ the meaning from amongst you. Shaykh Razan said, meaning, as long as he is a Muslim. Minkum, from amongst you, from amongst the Muslims. So Shaykh said, meaning, as long as he is a Muslim, then it is obligatory to obey him. And he said, finishing, his saying, فَإِنَّ فِيهِ فَسَادَ الدُّنْيَا 
والدين for indeed in rebelling against him the ruler in it lies corruption of the worldly life and of the religion Sheikh Razan said in fighting against the ruler or rather said fighting against the ruler brings about corruption of the worldly life such that authority is lost authority, kingship, authority is lost and fawda, anarchy or chaos becomes widespread and then the enemy and the enemies overcome and the religion becomes lost and he explains that I mean, what, what I mean, Islam disappears what does he mean by the religion becomes lost in the religion of the people how? he said since there is no one to establish the prescribed punishments the hudud and no one who can carry out the pisas the retaliatory punishments and there is no one who can enforce the legislative rulings and give back the rights to those who deserve them and who can enforce the judicial rulings there's no one who can do any of this no one can, no one can enforce any of this in this situation he said and thus the religion is corrupted and there is chaos and corruption and the hand of the thief cannot be chopped so therefore people's wealth is lost and the highway robbers do not have their limbs amputated and therefore the roads become disused because who can establish all of this he is the person in authority the one in charge of the affairs this is from the function this is from the function of the one in authority and no one will be able even if all the people gather no one will be able to establish these affairs rather chaos and anarchy will result that's where Sheikh Razan ends explanation of that point and the next point that follows is the responsibility of fighting against the just before finishing had one point from the explanation of Sheikh Ahmad al-Najri Rahimahullah then he said I say the aqeedah, the creed and belief of the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah is that fighting against the ruler is not permissible and likewise rebelling against him it is not permissible because of the prohibition of the Prophet and his warning against rebelling against him and the prohibition of challenging him challenging the ruler which occurs in the hadith of Ubad ibn al-Samit with the wording and that we will not we will not challenge those in authority with regard to the affair Hadith, as Sheikh said in the footnote, Hadith already preceded me. It was part of the pledge which the companions gave to the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa that they would not challenge those in authority of the affair. Sheikh Ahmad continued, so challenging those in authority of the affair is not permissible. And that comes about by provoking and rabble-rousing the common masses 
to rebel against them. All of this is not permissible. And from that is criticizing them, criticizing the rulers from the members. For this will only enrage the hearts of those in authority and cause estrangement between those in authority and the common masses. Cause separation and estrangement between them. And cause them to have no trust in each other. And the Prophet said, the best of your rulers are those whom you love and who love you and who su- and whom or who you supplicate for them and they supplicate for you and the worst of your rulers are those whom you hate and who hate you and they well, you abuse them and they abuse you so they said we said O Messenger of Allah shall we not challenge them shall we not go against them with regard to that so he said no not as long as they establish the prayer amongst you not as long as they establish the prayer indeed whoever has someone in authority over him and he sees him committing something from disobedience to Allah then let him dislike let him hate that which he commits from disobedience to Allah but let him not remove his hand from obedience the hadith being reported by Muslim as a hadith of Alfred bin Malik radiallahu anhu the Shaykh said and the proofs are present in this regard from the book and there are many and the speech of the Salaf there is a great deal of that and Allah is the one who grants success. Wa subhanakallahum wa bihamdika shadu wa la ilaha illa anta istaghfiruka wa